Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you're having an amazing day. I mean, it just enjoy this very moment right here and right now, baby. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on Isabella Hamilton, who is the founder and CEO of Rank Bell. She was voted number one service provider in the Amazon space. She is actively driving over, and this is a crazy number, $100 million in revenue for Amazon sellers. She's a thought leader. She's an angel investor. She's a podcaster, and she is a public speaker. And she's going to talk to us all about mindset, money, and Amazon. Now, without further ado, y'all, let's dive into this episode of the Happiest of Podcasts after a quick message from this episode's sponsor. And real quick, guys, I just want to give a huge shout out to Natopia, who is making my favorite supplements for optimizing my brain and performance. If you guys use your, your brain to make money, let me tell you, these are worth getting. You can go to newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle, save yourself some moolah, get yourself these, these really powerful nootropic brain optimizing supplements. And the best part, they come with the money back guarantee. So check it out, newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle. Now, let's dive back into this episode. All right, Isabella Hamilton, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my friend. I am super excited to connect. Thank you so much. And I love the name of your podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I'm really excited about this one, Isabella. You know, I don't talk a lot about Amazon and I don't talk a lot about um using it as a tool, but let's face it, it's like the world's biggest marketplace and it's an important topic. And I, I know you talk about mindset and money and Amazon and you're a thought leader and an angel investor and a podcaster and a speaker. But before we get into all that good stuff, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? Well, um, just recently I found out about myself that I am a warrior. Ooh. Yes. Tell me more. I don't know if I sh- if I should go into that. Did but, you get uh, an altercation or what? <laughs> um, almost. Oh. I mean, I mean, if you want, we can talk about it. It's very recent. It just happened to me about two days ago, and I've actually faced a wild animal. Um, it was a coyote oh. Oh. came in front of my yard and uh, stole my baby away, my my little chihuahua. Oh, and uh, I know you were not ready for this story, right? <laughs> no. Uh, and uh, I charged after this thing and I ran and I ran and I ran and I screamed as loud as I could. It was 7 a.m. There was nobody on the street. And <laughs> at one point, my dog was gone. Like she was gone. And then by some miracle from God or from the universe, whatever you want to call it, this person shows up out of nowhere from the other side running towards the coyote and the coyote, I guess was like, Oh my God, I'm trapped. Right. So he started running back towards me. And I just like unleashed this like 
alpha side of me that I've never seen before. Like in, <laughs> in my head and my body, I was like, I will rip this thing to pieces. Like, <laughs> like just, just, I had zero fear, like zero fear. And as soon as he got close to me, it released my dog. Like wow. my dog is alive, but I wow. think it could fell. So like, that's what I mean. Like warrior. I was like, I never felt this so much power that I was not scared. It was like, it's me or you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I motherly talked, instincts. I love it. Yes. And, uh, Courtney, which we both know, you yeah. know, I had a call with her and she's like, you know what? Like you have to understand that basically that animal, that wild animal bowed down to you. Mm. Like you won the battle. so this is definitely something i recently found out about myself that you know whatever situation i'm being put in um just like with anything you can fight or flight and i am definitely a fighter and a warrior and i am you know all that adrenaline and rush that i had it has changed something in me for sure wow that's awesome i mean I personally, I, I even have it tattooed on me, peaceful on one side and warrior on the other, because I believe we have both in us, right? We have the peaceful side, but I believe we all have that inner warrior. And yeah. early on in my, you know, my childhood and teen years, I was way too much warrior, you know, like I was just looking to explore that side of me way too much. And then I, now I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm more peaceful than ever. And it's like, I think it's a, it's a great point. I like that you led with this because we all have those two sides of us in us, you know, these, this peaceful and this warrior side, and you brought out the warrior to save your dog who you love dearly. It's like your kid. And And I've been more on the peaceful side. Like yeah. Uh, I can't even believe you have that tattoo. Like yeah. for those listening or watching this, we have yeah. not talked before no. uh, before this podcast. Like I had no idea. So for me, I my whole life I've been the peaceful person. Like that's how people know me. Like yeah, I'm a hustler and I do this, but I'm also like the the kind person, the the happy one, the peaceful. Like I've never seen the side of myself, the warrior side. And it's we all have this inside of us. And it's like when you're faced with the situation, like I was you can go both ways and i did think about um both of these ways like the first the first day i was just so fearful and scared and you know i started going down that victim mentality like why is this happening to me like what could i have possibly done wrong to upset god to upset the universe like why is this happening to me right because it was such a rush and you know my baby was hurt and i didn't know if she was gonna make it and why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Like that victim mentality. And then the next day, as I started like thinking about it, I was like, Oh my God, like this is, I could become the victim or I could become this warrior that I saved her. Like this happened to me for a reason for me to step into this power that I didn't know I have because I, I have very big goals in this lifetime, Harry, very big. Like I want to hear some, tell us some. Well, I will become a billionaire in five years. Love it. What else? Um, I think that's a, that's a pretty (laughs) big one, but with that, I want to be able to change the world. I want to leave a legacy. I want to inspire billions of people. I want them to know that they all have this power inside of themselves. And when you make these big, big, huge goals, you will be facing some of these hardships, you know? And for me, it was like, 
I was not ready for it. Like it was seven, nothing can prepare you for an event like this. Even though I wasn't ready, I was ready. Like Mm. I made that decision in that moment that I will go after my baby. Like there's nothing stopping me. Like this is happening right now and I'm taking charge of it. And uh, you can apply this as an analogy, you know, for, for everything in life. Like we, we are all faced with different situations all the time and we let some go and some, you know, we face, but we are the ones that have to make that decision. And, you know, for me, even though this was very physical, it taught me a lot about myself and where I am going. And I think I am ready now to really step into those goals because it's easy to be like, oh my God, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, you know, I want a billion dollars and it's great, right? It's like a fairy tale and it's a dream. And most people are like, sure, yes. But now I'm like, I can actually do this. I can actually do this. Well, and, and I'm curious to hear your, your backstory more so, but while we're on the topic, let me ask you this. Why do you want a billion dollars? Because one, you can accomplish a lot with a billion dollars. I know there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, money doesn't bring happiness. Money can bring you not only happiness, but you can do a lot of things with a lot of money. And second, unfortunately, you know, we live in a society where you have to uh, prove to people that you have accomplished something in order for them to believe you. You know what I mean? So it's one thing to step on a stage and tell everyone, hey, you can become a billionaire too if you really want to, or you can build a school in Africa like you've always wanted to. I mean, there's different goals in this lifetime, right? That people have, not everybody wants to be a billionaire, but it's like, once you have that you know, trophy in front of you, people are like, okay, she's worth listening to. I'm not saying that I'm not worth listening to now. It's just, you have a lot more credibility to to, credibility to show people, but having a billion dollars, it's, it's definitely a goal of mine. I want to see one for me. Like I can do this and I'm Mm. proving it to myself. So it's not necessarily about the number, um, but it's about, can I actually get to that point? Because yeah. you can make money. Yes, you can make money in this lifetime. You can make a million or 10 and or 20 or 50 and people can be set up for life. They yeah. never have to lift a finger in their life. So I know, I understand that, that you don't need that much money in order to live a very fruitful life. I get that. But there comes a point where it's like, okay, but if I have this, how much more I can actually help and impact? I don't want to leave this world and be like, I was just another regular person. I want to leave a legacy. I want to have my mark in this world. I want to change the world. Mm. I want my existence, my short existence on this earth to matter. And we all have this within ourselves. We all have it. And if I can only spark that flame inside of somebody, and every time I do that, it like it raises the vibration of the universe. And for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. Yeah. Amen to that. I, I was just curious because, you know, for me personally, like I value my freedom as a lifestyle entrepreneur. And when I think a billion dollars, I have an answer for that, but go ahead. I can't yeah, wait. Go for no, it. Uh, well, and this is an interesting, um, you know, discussion because I think personally a billion dollars that comes with so much right. pressure $1 and billion responsibility equals, equals stress and responsibility and no free yeah. time. Yeah. I thought about all of it. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I personally, like 
I recently had a guest on and they shared some interesting data in regards to the money threshold and, and its correlation to happiness. And what was so interesting was how low the number was. I mean, it, it, it seemed low to me and it was $75,000 a year. If you take home after taxes, $75,000 a year, you're no longer money is directly correlated with happiness. It's impact, it's, you know, influence, it's other things. Now, and I'm, I hear someone like you who says with billion dollars, I can make more impact, more, have more influence. And I 100% agree with that. The more you make, the more you can give. That's, that's a fact. So I think money, especially of that quantity, reveals more of your true character. And I just, it's interesting because I personally, I'm not aspiring to, to that goal. You know, that's, that's not my goal as a happy hustler. My goal is creative freedom, time freedom, and financial freedom. You know, those three freedoms, which I think a billion dollars could accomplish, but it all also in my mind, maybe I'm just conditioned to think that it's coming with all other things, baggage. Um, maybe just because I've been watching Succession on HBO, uh, which is all about a billionaire who just has so much problems. But tell me your mindset around this billion, just a little deeper, and then we can move on to your backstory. So, of course... If you look in our history and even today, when you see a billionaire, you see all these issues and these problems. And you're like, you know what? Good for him. Like he chose that life. He has this. But look at all the issues and the problems and the sorrow. And they have no friends and they're a little weird and they're crazy (laughs) and all these things, right, that come with it. And automatically people correlate that. Like, and that's why most people don't want to go to that because they're thinking a billion dollar equals no freedom, equals no family, equals no health, equals all of this. I want to challenge that. That's another challenge for me. I want to create that billion dollars and still live the life that I want. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll be the first one to achieve that. So it's not that I want to be a billionaire, but I want to be a billionaire in a way that I can show everybody that I still have my freedom, that I can still hang out with my friends without the fear of being followed or kidnapped or beyond all the other things that come with stress. I want to do this different. I want to challenge this and I want to do it different. And you are right. We are conditioned by society. We are conditioned to believe that this equals this, but where is this idea even coming from? Somebody had to vocalize. Somebody had to say it. You know, like, why do we have to live in, you know, square houses? Why can't we live in like diamond shape or round? It's it's all about we're following in the path of what was before. But yet we were the ones that created that. So why can we not create something different? I want to challenge that every single day. I want to challenge how I look at things. I want to challenge my relationships. I want to challenge my life. I want to challenge my financial freedom. I want to do things different because if I do it, that tells other people that they can do it as well. Yep. Yeah. And that no. is what I want. It's amen to that. And, you know, and last point on this, and then, you know, we could move up. But the person I think of who is, I believe, a liquid billionaire is Sarah Blakely, you know, from Spanx. Yeah. And I've seen her uh, um, live and, and 
I appreciate her humbleness. I appreciate her philanthropic mindset. And I think she is a great example, especially for female entrepreneurs of what's possible. Um, so I know that is possible, like just from that example, at least from the surface, you know, but it seems she has that holistic balance that I truly value, um, you know, where she has the family life and the entrepreneur life and the personal life all dialed in. Um, I mean, we're all, you know, we're all imperfectly perfect, right. In our own ways. But anyway, absolutely. Absolutely. And having that billion dollars is just something nice to have. Yeah. (laughs) Something nice. Exactly. She, she still has her life. She could have had the same life at a hundred million and we'll be like, Oh, Sarah Blakely sold for a hundred million. Yay. Or she's like, I cashed in a billion. Like, yeah. and you're right. Her, her, her life, I'm sure didn't change that much from a hundred million to a billion. Yeah. You know, there's still, you still have the life that you live. Like you may take yeah. vacations. You're not going to all of a sudden take more vacations or you still yeah. have that same life, but it's like that accomplishment and what she has accomplished, not only for herself, but the rest of us, like, yeah. like people like me, yeah. like your listeners, those yeah. that can be like, wow, you know what? I never even considered that being a possibility because of the background that I come from, you know, single mom or, um, you know, divorced parents or drug abuse or all of these things, you know, people are like, I didn't know that can be a possibility for me. So even opening that door, that question of, can this become a reality for me? If I can only open that door for people, that's an accomplishment in itself for me. I agree. I 100% agree. And I want to talk about your backstory a little bit. And I'm sure the Happy Hustlers are are hearing your beautiful accent and they're like, where is Isabella from? So tell us a little backstory, where where you grew up and kind of, you know, how you became this entrepreneur, like, and what got you into entrepreneurship? I am from Romania. I uh, moved to... That's all I got. <laughs> very good, very good. Your yeah. Romanian is on point. Um, I uh, lived there my whole life. I moved to United States when I was 21. Uh, lived very poor, very poor life. I wanted to escape communism. Came to US with $100 in my pocket. Had a series of, of different jobs. Um, I was a nanny. I clean homes. I worked as a secretary. I worked as an event planner. I kept like working my way up in a sense, but not in the corporate sense. I didn't work my way up into a company and dream of one day becoming the manager. So I wanted to have those tiny experiences because every single job that I had, I've learned something. The The one thing that I had in common with all of them was I wanted to be the best at it. So mm. whether I clean homes, whether I worked at the restaurant, whether I was in any, I wanted to be the best. I wanted those people that were paying for my time to say, she's the best we've ever had. Mm. And that was what I strive for every single day. Doesn't matter if I was paid $2 an hour or $8 an hour. And I was making no money, but that power in me that I keep going and keep learning. And I didn't know about mindset. I didn't know about any of these things. And, um, you know, I, I kind of discovered them myself as I grew up. And of course now, you know, I'm, I'm in this amazing country that you have access to all this knowledge because in Romania living in communism, we didn't even 
have a TV, we were not allowed. And even when we did have a TV, we had one channel where our um, dictator president was just speaking for like an hour or two. Like that wow. was it. We were not allowed to travel. We were not allowed to see that there's more out there. And you can use that as an analogy for everything that's happening today. It's like, you know, for those that are listening, like take a moment and see really the box that you're living in and try to see, is there, are there any other ways that I can think outside of what's happening? Because every situation in our life, it's there for us to wake up and for us to reflect, like, am I going to go with the flow or am I going to step outside a little bit and, and see what's going on? And luckily for some reason, and I'm so blessed to have that introspection since I was younger, like, what is it that is happening? Even though I couldn't put it into words then, but it was that feeling of what the hell is going on? This is not the right way to live. And I was, I was very young, you know, and I said, is there are there any other opportunities out there? Are there any other places there that are free? Again, with my limited thinking and my limited vocabulary and my limited everything that I had then, that 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 fire inside of me was like, maybe there's more. Maybe there's mm. more out there. What is it? So I started talking to my dad and I remember it was maybe like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, something like that. And my dad kept starting uh, to tell me about this place called America. And he was describing it in such a way that it sounded like paradise, like what people think of when they think of paradise, even though my dad's never been. Nobody that we know has ever been, but he knew there is this other place that it's like a dream. And in my kid's brain, you know, I would imagine it every single night I would go to sleep. And it was almost like meditation. I didn't know that it was a meditation. I didn't know it was called visualization. Mm. I didn't know I was bringing that reality into my life. So every night I would go to sleep and it was like my Zen moment. I would close my eyes and I would picture myself living in this place. Like I would see a house. It was white. I saw like two stories. I saw myself walking on the streets, even though I couldn't even think of what those streets looked like. Mm. You know, because I didn't have that image, but it was like my creation. And every night I kept, I kept thinking about it and thinking of it. So I was very persistent with this goal. And yeah. I knew that one day I will escape and I will leave this country and I will move to America. And then one day um, during winter, I remember coming home from school late at night and I saw this um lamp lamp uh light like posts on the on the street and as i was getting closer it was like super snowy and you could barely see it was like beautiful night right but it was like so much snow and you could barely see like two feet in front of you but i saw this lamp post and i kept getting closer and i saw this little note like on it like which is so strange right and i i felt like it was like calling for me to look at it i know yeah. and i get closer and it was just a note on it that said do you want to go to america call this number what I'm not joking. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, uh, and uh, of course, I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> yes, I'm like this. I'm, I'm like, am I being pranked? Like, is, is somebody here? I qu quickly took that number down and I ran home. I ran home and I showed my dad and I was like, Dad, look what I found. Like, this is what it said. And you know, of course, that that first reaction is like, maybe it's a scam. Like, we don't know what this is. So in the morning, my dad called and realized that it's an actual company that is helping um, like students do an, an exchange program. 
with another countries and America being one of them. So of course I wanted to go like it was in another city. We had to drive like two hours away to get to this place. My dad took me there. Um, the lady explained to us that this was real and I could apply. And this was like December. Uh, no, it was, I think November. Cause I had to do some, uh, some things like I had to get my driving license. I had to have all this like medical records. And, and I was like, this is for me. And I applied and oh my God, the story is so long and I don't want to go in too much details, but um, you made I, it. <laughs> I, I went to the embassy in the Bucharest, which was like hours away. I've never even been there. And every single person that walked into the embassy that day was denied or all their visas was denied. And I, oh, wow. I could see people going in and they would come back out crying, 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 because once they deny your visa to you as you're done. Mm. like you're pretty much done you know they next time you go to apply they're like why were you denied the first time denied 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 oh, so yeah i was like okay this is what is going on like i didn't come this far to only come this far mm-hmm. you know so i go in for the interview they call me i speak no english and you know the interview is it's it's an american i mean they speak like a few words of romanian because they're you know, they, they learn while they're at the embassy, but not much. And, you know, and they're telling me like, why, why do you want to go to America? And, you know, what are you going to do when you come back? So in my head, I'm like, if I step foot in America, I'm never coming back. But if you tell them that they're going to buy you. So like, (laughs) you know, here I am like telling them all these stories, like, you know, I want to come back and, you know, I want to like open a school in Romania and all this. And they accept me. Wow. And I'm just like, this is meant to be. And there comes the shock, like, holy cow, now I have to leave my family. I've never even left my family ever, period. Oh, now I'm wow. supposed to leave my family, move to another continent to struggle and hustle. And I'm like 20 years old. Oh, what? Man. And that's when he hit me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, OK, yeah, you, you have to realize that when you make big goals, you're going to get some, you're going to face some big, big things that are not always always going to be pleasant. So now it's like, okay, now I have to leave my family, my sister, my brother, that I was like sleeping in the same room with them in the same bed, like my family, I've never even left town. And here I am, I'm supposed to cross oceans, go to another continent where I don't know the English. I don't know the culture. I don't know anything, but I was like, like, when you ask for big big goals, this will happen. And I came to America and it was not easy, but I think that, you know, all of these life experiences and all the struggles and all my hustle and everything I've done has brought me to that point of, I can do anything. I can be a millionaire easy. I can be a billionaire easy. Like just looking at my life, everything that I've accomplished, why can I not accomplish this? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the, that's a beautiful mindset to have that you have forged through adversity, like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, crossing oceans to America with a hundred dollars in your pocket and, and starting this life and doing odd jobs and working your way up. And it's an inspiring story. You know, I'll tell you, I, I come from humble roots and a blue collar work ethic, but I didn't have to have, you know, like this major journey or leave my family. And it's really inspiring to hear. And and I'm curious, you know, fast forwarding now to your company, Rank Bell, and kind of what you do in just like your day to day life, because I know you're far from cleaning houses now. Tell us a little bit about Rank Bell and what what this company is all about and and who you serve. 
Right. And it's all about serving, actually. I I feel like I was put on this earth to definitely serve. And I think we all are in some way and we all serve each other. And I feel like the financial gains is it's a side effect of that. Really, it's a side effect. And the more yep. you do what you love and the more you're able to get yourself involved in other people's lives, like you putting on this podcast, like it's helping thousands of people, right? And and more and being able to donate your time to be of service, to be in purpose, to help others, the money part will come. It will be. Oh, yeah. So when I started Rangbell, I didn't even, it wasn't even called Rangbell. It was just me. Like there's this one girl who does the service and she, she can help you. And then it developed over the years into what people know as Rangbell. So I realized while I was, oh my God, th- again, Big a lot of stories behind this, but I used Give to live us in fast Africa. forward. Fast I, I know, I know. I used to live in Africa and I used to live in Asia at the U.S. Embassy. The oh, wow. irony. I was even at some point doing the fingerprints for those who applied for visas that I was on the other side of it. So just to tie everything together, crazy. So when I was in um in Africa, I was in Rwanda actually, almost uh, almost two years I lived there, and then um. Same thing with Burma, which people also known as Myanmar. But while I was away, um, Amazon was the only company that was able to ship stuff to us. You know, like if if I wanted to order something from Walmart or Nordstrom or all this, none of them sent it. Even though we had like a U.S. uh, P.O. box, I think maybe it wasn't called P.O. box, something else. Um, But whatever it was, like Amazon was the only one that was able to send us stuff. And when you're living in a country like that, you want things from home, right? You want your books, you want, I don't know, maybe your favorite detergent or uh, paper towels or things that we take for granted every day in US. And I realized, I was like, why is Amazon the only company that is serving their clients? And it got me to kind of dig deeper into what kind of culture this company has. And I realized that they're all about making the customer experience the best. No other company has a better customer service. You can order something right now from Amazon that costs like $1,000 and you say, I'm not into it or I don't like it or or somebody stole it or it got lost. Then Amazon, without question, they will send you the money back. Absolutely. This is beyond many other things, beyond many other things. So I kind of started getting, I was like, you know what? I want to be part of something so big. I want to be part of, of, of this community and just by researching it. And it's like, once you put your focus onto something, the universe will align instances in your life that will connect to that wish that you have. So next thing, you know, I was contacted by a friend of mine from Europe that said, you know, Isabella, I, uh, my company, my 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 dad has this company we're doing light bulbs and we want to sell on Amazon US do you think can help us I was like well little do you know I'm actually researching this uh just for my own curiosity absolutely I'll help you and we started working together he's like well can you create my listing I was like sure I've never even done that but I just did what anybody else would do I was like okay this person did it this way I'll just kind of copy that model. So like, can yeah. you take pictures? Sure, we'll take a picture. We'll... So I kind of just follow what everybody else was, was doing. So as I was helping him, I realized that every time somebody ordered his product, like his ranking moved up. So let's say if he if his product was like on page three or four, 
the more orders he did, the better the ranking, the more he moved up on page. And I was like, well, there's something there. There's something there that I can help all these sellers bring their products to page one. And that is really how RankBell was created in, in the space of so much competition, even though back then it was like seven years, eight years ago, there wasn't as much competition. So I was able to do this quicker, but even then it was important. Now it's even more important than ever because, yeah. you know, somebody selling light bulbs is not just two, three sellers. Now there's maybe 500 of them selling the yeah. same thing. You can't have 500 sellers on page one. It's just no. <laughs> impossible. You know, you'll have like 10. Uh, and then, you know, the one that's on position one usually takes the money, takes the sales home. So I wanted to, you know, once I started getting knowledge of how this work, how the algorithm work, uh, works, how they can optimize their listing, their pictures to have to create a better experience for the customer, um, you know, Rainbow was created. It's like this service that's helping all these people bring their product to page one, but not only that, but actually create that financial freedom for themselves because all the jobs that I had, you know, the eight to eight to five or nine to five, it's, it was a good experience. It was a good lesson, but I was selling my time for a very Mm. limited amount of money. And when you make a limited amount of money, it doesn't leave you enough time to, to leave a legacy to create a better future, not only for you, but for your kids, for your family, for your grandkids, for anybody who goes beyond you. So of course I took the love of money that I have, which I have a very good relationship with money. We can talk about that anytime you want. (laughs) Like if I can only tell other people and show other people that one, it's okay to love money. It's okay to accept that you love money. And second, it's okay to want more. It's okay to want more than the 10, $15 an hour that you make that barely gets you to the point and gets you in the same routine of you work till five, you come home, you turn on the TV, turn on the news, chug a beer, uh, eat a pizza because you want to relax. I understand that feeling of wanting to just let go of that, of that life, but then it keeps repeating. And then you go out on a weekend and you get smashed and you know, you're just like, you keep doing the same things. And then next thing you know, you're 30 or 40 or 60. And then you look back, you're like, man, I could have done so much more. And I want to be that person to tell people, hey, you can do so much more. So Amazon for me is just one little avenue that I was able to express this this desire to help others, to show them that they they can quit their job and create something that can benefit them financially. And Amazon is not small battle. It, it, it yeah. takes a lot for somebody to actually make money on Amazon. But once once you do, it can change somebody's life. Yeah, and it has. I've seen it times and times again because this is what I do. So we don't advertise this service. Usually, the people that found us, they find us through other sellers, mm. and uh, they will tell them, "Hey, there's the service you can use that will." significantly improve yourselves. And again, you know, I don't want to say that rank bell is my whole life. I love it. I am passionate about it, but it's just, it's a small piece of my life because I know what I can help people with is I want them to open their heart and open themselves up to their, to their potential. So I know, you know, most people want to talk about Amazon, but I always keep bringing back to this mindset that there's so much more. It doesn't matter whether you take Amazon, doesn't matter whether you do any other things in life, as long as you remember your intention and what is it that you're, you're going towards. And on top of that, 
you know, we all want money. We all want cars. We want the house. We want the family. We want the hot girlfriend or a hot boyfriend. We want this because we're looking for that end result of being happy. If only I got that hot girl at the bar, then I will be really happy. But if we can start reverse engineering that and say, if I am happy first, then none of those instances can change how I feel. Like yeah. they can be, they can, they can actually happen or they cannot happen. And I will be fine with it because I am happy. And when you are happy, something changes in your structure, in your chemistry and in your life that will bring better instances to you. Like you may think you want to do Amazon, but just because you're so happy where you are, Mm -hmm. even though it's not Amazon, it can be Tesla. It can be something even greater than you thought about, but because your heart is open and you're not stuck on this one single instant, you will realize that everything else will just come to you. And if it doesn't, then still be happy because something greater is happening for you. Yeah. Oh, amen. Amen, sister. I mean, you're preaching the truth and I'm a big proponent of true happiness comes from within and you can choose right now to be happy with whatever is going on in your reality. I mean, if you have 10 fingers right now, you can be happy. You can be grateful. You know, if you have the ability to breathe, you can find gratitude. And one thing that I see, especially with these entrepreneurs um, in my in my network, is they they grind their face off. And I was there. I was there, Isabella, like where I was grinding so hard, working these 100 plus hour weeks all for this profit and success. And I burn out as an entrepreneur with my tech startup in New York City. Um, the, the happy hustlers know my story, but I'll spare the details. But the point is I had this breakthrough that my true happiness comes from within and it's more related to fulfillment. And in my opinion, and according to Tony Robbins too, the secret to living is giving and that fulfillment comes from giving to others, serving as Isabella said. Obviously, you want to have your basic needs met. You want to have a great relationship with money, which I do want to mention and talk about with you. But it's very important that you brought that up. And I just wanted to echo it. The true happiness is cultivated from within and you can choose gratitude right now. And and I just think that's how this mindset of the happy hustle even came to be for myself. And I love that you are are a proponent of that as well. So super cool. Now, let me ask you this, just, I, I do touch on what I like to call the happy hustle hacks. And these are things in regards to a couple different disciplines, health, money, relationships. Um, what would you say is a happy hustle hack for money? First and foremost, like something that you do that helps you attract that abundance, maybe something that you do to help save or spend or invest wisely that you can share. <laughs> we could do a whole nother episode, but I'll, we I'll might have to, be, to, I'll just try to be brief. Um, I think changing your relationship with money. So just through culture and not just in us, but all the countries in the world, um, you know, a lot of people tend to equate money with evil. 
You know, because again, they may look at, you know, maybe they see a show or, you know, somebody tells them or their religion says, you know, the more money you have, the more evil you will become or Mm -hmm. only those uh, that are evil have so much money. Like there's no need for so much money. That's greed. So it's like when you grow up in an environment like this, without even knowing you are assimilating this into your subconscious that having money or wanting money it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I know this because I had that, you know, and in our culture, uh, you know, those who had money were the bad people. And I never wanted to be a bad person. I wanted to be a good person. So that equated was like, okay, if I have money that I'm a bad person, I don't want to have that. So I had to retrain myself and, and, create a better relationship with the money and accept that is just a tool, just like brushing your teeth or anything in your life. It's just a tool. Having money does not make you a bad person. You being a bad person is what makes you a bad person. If you're, (laughs) if you're a good person, having money will only enhance, enhance that. So I think just taking the time and say, what do I really think about money? Did my parents say that money is evil? I know a lot of religious people that, you know, when I tell them that I want to become a billionaire, they look at me like they just changed their 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 view of me completely. Now mm-hmm. I am not this nice person anymore. I must be some kind of evil person because of my desire for money. And again, I want to challenge that. Like, think, where is that idea coming from? Is it from my parents? Is it from TV? Is it from a show that I've seen? And how can I create a better relationship with the money? How can I see? And the best way you can see it is see money as a friend. Yeah. Excuse me. See money as somebody that's close to your heart. So if... If you had a friend and you told that friend you're evil and you're bad and you're horrible and all this, would that friend want to be around you? I don't think so. So when you tell the money you are evil and I can't stand you and you'll hear this a lot, Gary, you'll hear people say, I only want a million dollars in this life and I'm good. I only want that. Like, it's almost like saying like, like a prayer, like, God, if only you give me a million, I'll be so happy. I don't need a hundred million. Kind of like that makes it better that they only want this and not this. Like, if you were to make a wish in this lifetime, wish whatever, whatever you want. Like, if you called the goldfish and you have one wish to make, why not? Ask for anything you want. Why limit yourself? Yeah. We limit ourselves so much. And again, I keep saying this. I want you to challenge yourself and say, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. What am I even, why can I not ask for most of it? What is it? But it's a lot of shadow work. You got to go deep inside yourself and see, why do I think this way? What makes me think this way? Are there people in my life that I might not need to hang out for a little bit? Yeah. What is, do I need to change what I'm watching on TV? Do I need to change what I'm reading? Do I need to change how much time I'm spending on Facebook or Instagram? And nobody wants to do that. It sucks. It yeah. sucks so bad because it's easier to just chill. It's easier to turn on Netflix. I love it too because I am human. <laughs> but it's like when you go against all the things that you are living in, in that habit, and you're able to actually see it and you're like, Holy cow, I've been doing this to myself. Take responsibility. Yeah. Look at money and say, you know what, money, I love you. Let's do this. Let's see how far we can get. Change your relationship with money and change your relationship with how you see yourself. Like be kind mm-hmm. to yourself, be gentle on yourself because we all 
carry battles and things on our shoulders that nobody else can see. You know, there's so much hidden behind a smile. And, you know, like my experience with the coyote, you know, like I, it just happened. I didn't get a chance to to share it with Process. anyone yet, yeah. but it was very traumatic. And I could have become the victim and say, you know, I don't know why this is happening to me. And I could have lived that victim mentality. I can be like, I am a warrior right now. Like, bring it on, bring yeah. it on. What else do you have? So <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a matter of, of, it's an instant of, I create my own reality and it's hard truth. It's really hard truth because if you're like, well, my boss fired me, uh, my wife left me, my kids hate me. It's easy to be sucked into the victim. I am a victim. Like this is happening to me, but take responsibility. Okay. These are facts. Yes. There's, they still happen. Your wife still hates you or cheated on you. There's nothing you can do to change that part, but you can change your reaction to it. And what is it that you're going to do next? Instead of going home and get drunk every day, what is it that I can do to improve? So next time it doesn't happen and you can see how your life will change. will turn around just by that simple fact that you made the decision of becoming the best version of yourself. So true. So true. Love that. And it really is you, you choose your reality and you choose the lens in which you see it. Do you view through a pessimistic lens of despair or an optimistic lens of abundance? And I love that you brought that up. Now, I do want to ask you the rapid fire round questions, and then we will wrap this interview up. This is basically where I just ask you, Random things, and you answer honestly. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Favorite movie? Go. Limitless. Oh, good one. Favorite book? Think and Grow Rich. Favorite food? Favorite food? I'm vegan now for like past two months. So, uh, but before vegan, I would say sushi. <laughs> Best business advice? Gratitude. Always be grateful for everything that you have. What is your spirit animal? Oh God. Woo. Um, lion. Ooh, good one. Happy hustle hack for your health. Drink water. Ooh, Very simple. One. Drink water. Three things you're most grateful for. I'm grateful to be alive in this lifetime because we don't not all of us get that chance. I mean, there's so many cells and there's so many eggs and there's, and we made it. And how long did it take for us to be creating this lifetime? So I am so grateful to be alive. And even though we only have a limited amount of time to be able to experience this, to feel, to taste grateful uh, to other things, I am grateful for being able to have a clear mind and to think and make decisions based on my own reality. And um, third, I am grateful for my family. I am grateful to have an amazing kid who's five and he's a savage and he's (laughs) he's me times a thousand, but it's just so beautiful to see. I mean, I I have so many things to be grateful for, but I think this kind of encompasses all of it. Those are great. If you had one billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content ever created, what does that billboard read? You can create your own reality. Mm, Love it. Isabella Hamilton. Tell us where we can go to find out more about you, where the happy hustlers can hear your podcast and just some links. 
Um, just Isabella Hamilton, and that's spelled I-Z-A-B-E-L-A. Um, you can find me on Instagram at bella.iza.bella. Uh, you can find me on Rank Bell website. Um, I have also a podcast that I do. It's called Mindset Mondays on Seller Sessions. It's it's an Amazon podcast, but I like to switch it up and bring amazing guests. And Carrie's going to be one of my guests very soon. Ooh. And uh, we can talk about your life. I, I I'm very curious to hear about because I know you're a happy hustlers. No, yeah. uh, but we were just recently introduced. But I am, I'm taking an interest now into your life because I can feel we have the same energy, and I cannot wait sure. uh, to hear you. So yeah, it's a uh, you can find me pretty easily if you really want something. You can make it happen. <laughs> Amazing. And we'll link all those up on the show notes as well. And Isabella, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. I appreciate you sharing your love, your light, your wisdom with the happy hustlers and your inspiring story and, and your mindset. I love your mindset. It is um, definitely a happy hustler mindset. And I appreciate you. And, and just want to say thank you. I um, love it. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, this was great. A good boost for me as well as we're continuing this week. So thank you. For sure. Now, final question. What does happy hustling mean to you? I think I'm at a point right now where I actually feel that. So it's that's why when we started, you're like happy hustle. I'm like, I love that because you can hustle in your life and you don't have to not hustle. You know, you don't have to be Zen. You can still enjoy that. Like, even though I sound like very spiritual and very chill and, uh, you know, like God and angels and universe. I love hustling. Like, do not get confused. I am a shark. I I don't think anyone's confused. I am am a beast. I'm a warrior. I will hustle till the day I die because I love that grind. But yet I am a happy hustler. I have that side where I just, I I lose and I go out and I enjoy and I love being with friends and I love new experiences. So happy hustle, I would say is the secret formula for life. Mm. You can be happy and you can hustle. Mic drop. Isabella Hamilton. Thanks for watching and listening, y'all. We are out. Peace and love. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Peace!